1: to start listening.
2: The numbers told the story, they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN.
3: Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by, well, Bar Canada the D, here under the Circa umbrella, right here, downtown Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. that fly still bothering you, by the way? Oh, it's
4: left for now. Hopefully it followed Matt out. Matt Brown said put
3: yeah. put some headphones on the fly and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see what it thinks the about show. these football games. <laughs> uh, still to come this hour, Chris Velika, the Bear from Fox Sports, talked college football with us, uh, as well as Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke. who we'll gets get some Major League Baseball in uh, as the home stretch continues in Major League Baseball where races are tight implications for every game we'll get jason's thought, uh, thoughts on that and week one of the national football league in case he has thoughts on that each and every friday during this season though 11 a.m eastern 8 a.m pacific we have the privilege of hearing from this man talking college football analytics and some pro football as well from dr bob sports it's dr bob Stoll. everybody how you doing bob
5: Doing all right. Apparently, I, I suck now because I went 0-3 last week on the liens that I gave out and getting oh, um, yeah, some that. hate on Twitter over it. And it just that kind of It just it just drives home the point. You know, I always say, investors look at the long term, gamblers focus on the short term. And the gamblers coming out going, Doctor Bob, you're killing me. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm 1-3 this year on the on the plays I've given out on your show. Um, but I'm 85-61 and 61 on, on football plays on your show since you've been on Beeson. So uh, 58% long-term is what people should focus on. And, you know, you don't win every week, Gil. You don't. No one wins every week. And it just drives me crazy when people, you know, talk about short-term results and, and judge on that. Just but here, but here's down. the
3: thing, Bobby. It Can't It can't drive you crazy anymore because you, know the, you know there's always going to be I, this percentage of people yeah. that just don't get it. And, by the way, they're the smartest yeah. people in the room. You can't argue with them.
5: Yeah, and I, I feel sorry for those people because they're they're going to be losers because they focus too much on short-term things, and you know, in life, generally. It's, it's, it's a problem in life as well as sports betting, but, you know, I I, you know, I don't know. My long-term record speaks for itself, but that kind of stuff, I just feel sorry for those guys that, you know, oh, Dr. Bob, you're 0-3. What the hell? I'm like, um, what the hell? It's called variance. I'm Fifty-eight percent over whatever five years I've been on Gil's show. It's, yeah, but
3: okay, let's, we can move on to today. Oh, trust me. Here's the other part: is if if they don't like you, they'll invent reasons not to like you, even if even if they don't have any. So don't don't even let it uh, don't trip. Oh, it doesn't as we used me. To say. me. It yeah. doesn't
5: bother me. I just feel sorry for, for for people
3: who who think like that. It's just ridiculous. Before we get to your your two college plays that you want to talk about today. Uh, can you reiterate for everybody your thoughts on why, briefly, you don't have to get into it in the same way in depth, but what the crux of your New England handicap, you like New England plus, you got them plus four and a half in this game against the Eagles.
5: Well, it's just, I think a big part of it was last year they really did not have an offense coordinator. I mean, Matt Patricia was calling plays, and he's not necessarily known as some kind of offensive wizard. Um you know, so they bring in an, a legitimate offense coordinator. Not that he's, you know, necessarily great, but two years ago, um, Jones, uh, Matt Jones, was a solid starting quarterback as a rookie. And people thought, oh, that's a good rookie season, wow. Uh, and then last year, he regressed because the play calling was so bad. They so they they have an OC this year who should call plays at a decent decent rate. And so the offense, I think, is going to get just better just based on offensive play calling and philadelphia lost some guys on the defensive line you know mid-season last year they brought in a couple of, of, of really good defensive tackles and they went from being worse than average against the run to being really good against the run they let those guys walk in for agency so i think they're going to have problems stopping the run again so i just think philadelphia is not going to be as good and new england's going to be better offensively um so i just think there's value uh you know getting i i released it when it was plus four and a half or plus four right now so i still think. Uh, New England plus four is a, is a good bet.
3: Okay, let's go to college football. Because people are always uh, curious on your college football plays. You have a total. Boise State is taking on UCF. Boise State lost badly to UW, 56-19. to They were 14.5-point dogs. Uh, Washington had no issue with Boise State. UCF, uh, they took down Kent State handily, 56-6. to What's your play on the total, Boise State and Central Florida?
5: Yeah, I like the over. I mean, I released it at 57.5 to clients, and it's up to 60, but I still think there's value going over 60. Um, My preseason ratings would have made the total 60.5, and I think both teams are higher scoring than that for a couple reasons. The, The Broncos, Boise State, just five returning starters on defense. I still thought they'd be pretty decent, but they gave up 569 yards and 56 points to Washington. I mean, Washington obviously has an elite offense, but those numbers are much worse than I projected for Boise's defense. So I think Boise's defense is not as good as expected. Uh, and the offense, interestingly, um, didn't play so bad. I mean, when the starters were in for both teams, the offense you know, Washington starters were in, and Boise starters were in, they averaged five point eight yards per play, and that was better than the five point five yards per play I expected. But the big difference is they've gone from a running team. When when Green took over a quarterback for Boise last year and on his ten starts, they ran the ball sixty percent of the time. They have a new offense coordinator. He ran it 21 times, threw it 40 times, and it wasn't just a case of Boise being behind because they threw it 65% of the time in the first half, and they threw it 62% of plays in the first quarter when the game was still competitive. So it just looks like this new offense coordinator is going to throw the ball more. They're definitely running at a faster pace, and UCF loves to run at pace. Gus Malzahn's always liked to run his offensive pace. They have a new offense coordinator. And he's really ramped up the pace. Um, You know, they ran 81 plays, UCF did last week, in 31 and a half minutes of possession. That is a very fast pace, and that's even while slowing it down with the backups in the fourth quarter. So, UCF is running faster than normal. Boise's pace is higher. Um, UCF's offense looks pretty darn good. I I didn't upgrade them basically at all for for scoring 56 points on 700 yards against Kent State, because I think Kent State's got maybe the worst defense in the nation, But UCF's defense is average in my estimation, and Boise should move the ball. Their offense should move the ball on Boise's defense, and I see a lot of plays. So uh, I have 67.5 points predicted, and um, we'll see. Over 60s, I think it's still a good bet. What would you play it up to, Bob? Up to sixty. Up to is sixty. What my cutoff was okay. for for clients, yeah.
3: Okay, up to sixty. Don't go. And now I know there's going to be a portion of the audience that are going to override uh, 61 that. Sixty-one is not bad. I think a half unit at sixty-one is fine. Up to okay. sixty-one is fine. Half unit best, at sixty-one purposes, it 60. He allows yeah. for okay. Uh, the other one, and I'm fascinated by what you think about this game because this is this is a game between, by the way, that game in Boise, uh, this one in Tempe, which is which is just two teams that I guess they could have looked worse last week, but but. Not really. Uh, Arizona State, a 34-and-a-half point favorite over Southern Utah. They end up winning by a field goal. Um, and then Oklahoma State, uh, they beat Central Arkansas by two touchdowns. They were 25-and-a-half point favorites. This is Arizona State and Oklahoma State in Tempe. What do you do with this game?
5: Yeah, here's the thing. I mean, people. I think people are looking at this Arizona State. God, they were a 30-something point favorite. They only won by three. My God, that's horrible. But Oklahoma State actually played worse than Arizona State did. I think Mm. Arizona State was dropped in the market a lot more than Oklahoma State was. Going into the season, I had Arizona State rated slightly better than an average FBS team when that was with Drew Pine, the the, the projected starting quarterback sideline, and and he, I think, is not going to play again this week. Um, I had Oklahoma State rated 56th best in the nation, a couple points better than an average team. I th- That was below the market. So I was below everyone else on Oklahoma State. I was down on them to begin with, and they were even worse than expected. You know, in that game, they, they averaged 5.9 yards per play against Central Arkansas. They gave up 6.0 yards per play. They got outgained on a yards per play basis uh, by Central Arkansas. They, they did run 12 more plays and had 66 more total yards, but the line of scrimmage rating, which is a combination of yardage and plays run, was just 4.3 points plus 4.3 against the FCS team. That's, that's pretty bad. Now, Arizona State only won by three against Southern Utah, but their yard of scrimmage rating was plus 13.2 points. They outgained them by 145 yards. They averaged 5.9 yards per play. Southern Utah only averaged 4.7 yards per play. Now Central Arkansas is better than Southern Utah, but not that much better. They're about six points better than Southern Utah in Arizona State played nine points better from the line of scrimmage than Oklahoma State did. So basically, Arizona State played three points better when adjusting for opponent strength than Oklahoma State did. Yet Oklahoma State didn't get punished that much by the market, but Arizona State did. And here's an interesting fact for you. There have been 24 times in my database where a team opened up winning by three points or less as a favorite of 20 points or more in their opener. The next game, those teams went 22 and two against the spread. Whoa! So I think, in the history, wow, there have been a lot of teams that have barely won as huge favorites in their opener and got punished by the market. And those teams have gone 22 and two against the spread in the second game. I'm not basing this bet on the fact that I just thought it was. A, I looked it up. I thought I just think they're getting punished here. And I looked it up. I'm like, wow, there have been a lot of these, and they're really good the next week. So my intuition was right that the market has overly punished. Arizona State. I actually favor Arizona State by half a point in this game. They're now getting three. It's going to be 106 degrees at kickoff at 7:30 at night, and still 99 degrees three hours later when the game's ending. It is going to be 100 plus degrees the entire game. ASU players are used to that. Our Oklahoma State players are going to want to be playing in 100 plus degree temperatures. I mean,
3: yeah. I,
5: I just that- I, I don't think the conditions are particularly good for a team traveling. Um, and I just think there's line value based on last week's results when Arizona State actually played better than Oklahoma State. So
3: That trend I intuitively makes sense, though, right? Because it's just, you know, if, if they couldn't be, the market couldn't have been that far off in week one. It just sort of happened that way, and it's a limited sample. size. it makes sense. It makes sense to me. Real quick before you go, because yeah. you only have 30 seconds here, um, what did you make the Colorado Nebraska game line?
5: Yeah, I I favor Colorado by one, and I still might be under the – my whole premise on Colorado was that they won't be able to run and they won't be able to stop the run, but they'll be able to throw and stop the pass, which is exactly what happened. But they ran it for three yards per run play and gave up seven yards per run play to TCU. I mean, Nebraska's happy to to run the ball, and Matt Rule has a long history of being very good as an underdog and that uh, they covered last week. I mean, uh, that's something like 34 and or something in his coaching career as an underdog is Matt Rule, the head coach of Nebraska. I I, I don't know. I mean, it's tough. I, I favor Colorado by one, but no play. Um, no play. For I you. wouldn't be surprised if they won by a ton.
3: There you
5: <laughs> go. Who <He laughs> knows what's happening with Favored Colorado? Favored
3: by one, I wouldn't be surprised if they won by a ton. From your lips to God, as my mom would say. I hope that happens. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it, man. All right, Dr. Bob, Dr. Bob Sports on Twitter. Chris Valinka, the Bear on College Football, next.
1: To start listening,
6: a numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network.
3: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSEN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The Betting Splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action but future events as well. Betting Splits, yet another way that VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check them out. All of today's betting splits for every game at VSIN.com. We get tweets at Media the Book. Phil Weiss, Paul Carr must be on Germany. (laughs) And the FIBA. (laughs)
4: Oh, man, great call. That's
3: a great call. He's always on. Auto
4: winner for Paul today, yeah.
3: Uh, Bainbridge DeWeese, I'm a little worried about Kelly. Can you get a sunburn from a spray tan? (laughs) We'll
4: find (laughs) out if Matt ever kicks his field goal.
3: Nash, last name Nash. Next weekend, kicking field goals, spray tans, and maybe a trip to a secret sushi place to wrap it up. Should we put it on our calendars now? Sounds good. Larry L, this is very nice, Larry L. Watching the uh, Thursday night football game last night was reminiscent of what it was like watching a live game while primetime action was on. Missed that, but loving the crew back this morning. Yeah, it's great to have Matt on. We'll have him on every single Friday on the show talking football. Uh, Easy uh, Pickens 52, do you think you'll ever have Jason Robbins on a numbers game? You know what? We would love to have Jason Robbins sitting right here next to me at the table here at the D at well, Bar Canada. Come on down to Bar, Canada. Uh, Nevada Razor. Hey, Gil, hope you uh, enjoyed your summer. To follow up Dr. Bob, maybe Mac Jones just isn't very good, and the OC competency does, competency does not matter at all. Hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. So's Kelly. Uh, let's talk to Chris Felica, everybody, on college football. He is the Bear. He is the host of uh, the Bear Pod, which uh, is both pro football, and then there's a college football version as well. How you doing, Chris? What's happening? Chris Felica, everybody.
6: I'm, I'm doing. You know, that's not a bad suggestion. By the way, you guys should just go to the beach, put up some goalposts. I mean, it, 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 it certainly <laughs> can't be fewer insects around there, and certainly probably quieter out there at the beach too. Just sitting here enjoying the music. Yeah,
3: I mean, sounds good to me. Let's make it happen. Matt just he just Jedi mind trick Kelly though. He's like you. you know,
4: for, yeah, you, you do, do the that spray tan. And it's and all on all you all now. Yeah, like we haven't been waiting for it for two
3: years. Oh man, how's the Bear Bets podcast going, man? On Fox, how's it going?
6: Good. No, we, we yesterday we recorded the uh, the second college one with uh, w- with Jeff, Will, and uh, and Sammy P. And we did the uh, the first pro one, which will be out uh, today as well. But no, we, we uh, I appreciate people who would uh, checked in on Twitter. Boy, speaking of Twitter, Doctor Bob, wow, a little salty this time, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> it's, it but but, <laughs> it's, yeah, but, oh, but you, I, I appreciate the people who did re- You noticed we did reach out last week. They were talking about. Like, we'd love more games. We'd love more talk, feel less scripted. So hopefully we we achieve that goal this week in getting in a lot more games and kind of having that roundtable segment to be a little... A little looser and more, uh, more animated. So well,
3: let's make that. I think our we did. So hopefully, people will agree. Yeah, let's make that our north star as well here as well. It, listen, hey, Chris, just one thing. Doctor Bob doesn't care about that stuff. He just wants you to know that. Um, what is your favorite? No, no, no yeah. not, at all. not clearly, at all. Clearly, it doesn't. Bother. He doesn't care. What is your, uh, what is your favorite college football play this weekend? Give me your a number one, sir. I,
6: I, 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 I played Temple plus nine and a half against Rutgers, and the number has come down now. So I, I, I at 8.5 or 9, what it is, it probably wouldn't be my favorite being that I I got it a point or a half point better. But look, last year, this was a 16-14 game. Uh, Rutgers clearly still has the offensive problems, less than four yards of play against a really bad Northwestern team. and At the same time, yes, Temple did kind of struggle against Akron, and finally in the second half, they worked themselves into the game and allowed 40 yards. So defensively, I think, Temple is, a, is decent, certainly should be able to handle Rutgers. Uh, like I said, 16-14 last year, I don't know what has happened to change the, the, the viewpoint of both these teams, where now Rutgers should be close to a double-digit favorite. The, the other game that I like, <clears throat> two other games that I liked. Um, I'm kind of circumventing your, your, your question there. That's okay. But uh, New, Mexico State getting, New Mexico State getting 11 at Liberty, I think it's another game that I liked that Liberty 10 point win against Bowling Green last week. I think it was a lot more bad Bowling Green than it was good Liberty. If you look at the box score, Bowling Green had five turnovers, a lot of them in like key areas of the field, two or 12 on third down nine penalties. That's not to say New Mexico state isn't going to go there and help Liberty out with a bunch of turnovers themselves. Because that's what they did against UMass when they outgained UMass by like a hundred yards and lost the turnover battle. So, but I think getting 11 on the road, I like to be the quarterback. I think they can clean things up.
3: Go ahead, Chris. Just, just, go in just, in background noise. just go ahead. You're okay.
6: Yeah. I was going to say, between my, my, uh, my nasal drip and the background noise, people are really loving this segment.
3: You have another one, or is that the other one you wanted to give? The New Mexico State? No,
6: I, I do. I, want, I wanted to go on mute and give, like, one good solid. Please. Uh, clear clear of the throat before I was able to get into it. But look, we, we've all seen. Like, like Ben Fox tweeted out all that drafting info about the, the betting slips and the, it in the, in the lopsided ticket counts and stuff. So, like, the biggest one of the week is Texas Tech-Oregon. Like, Oregon is, like, the squarest play of it all this week. And I labeled, like, the holy trinity of weirdness in college football as, like, Laramie, Lubbock, and Rustin. Well, last week, <laughs> Texas Tech experienced that firsthand in, 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 in Laramie where weather delay, huge lead – Overtime, outgained Wyoming by over 100 yards, won the turnover battle, and somehow they lost. Now, it doesn't mean that Texas Tech still isn't the, the potential Big 12 sleeper that a lot of us thought they might be this year. If you go back, uh, Texas Tech has really done well in the role of, like, home underdog against a good teams. But look, look at last year, I did join McGuire, uh, a couple of upsets over Texas and Oklahoma. So, look, you got Tyler Shuck, the quarterback for Texas Tech, who was a former Oregon Duck. They so obviously will be a little bit more uh, animated and, and motivated to be able to play in, in this game uh, against his former team. Look, look why I like Oregon. I think, look, and Jeff and I got into this on the pod yesterday. Like, really, there isn't anything football wise that you would say Texas Tech should beat Oregon or compete with Oregon. But at the same time, it's a night game on the road in a weird spot against a team with their backs against the wall after kind of having a weird box score loss. I think, I think Texas tech plus six and a half is the only way you can play this game.
3: Yeah. And I said, I, uh, I quoted you, I gave you credit for this comment last uh, earlier in the week, which is you didn't understand why Texas tech would have even taken that game at Laramie.
6: Yeah. And I'm glad they did. Look, as a college football fan, I love when these power five teams go on the road to play the group of five teams. But like, there's there's no benefit to doing it for the for the big team. Like, if you win, you're supposed to win. If you lose, now here you are, zero and one, heading into a home opener against the top ten team.
3: You know, there might be some people out there who are sick of uh, sick of talking about Colorado. I'm not one of them, and I just asked uh, Bob what he thought about that the line currently, uh, Buffalo's by two and a half. He has. Uh, he has Colorado at. Uh, he he says Colorado. He has Colorado at two and a half, but it's it's Colorado by one. But he wouldn't be surprised if they won by a ton. He rhymed it. Where do you stand on the Buffaloes after you saw their performance against TCU last week? Slow, slow, everybody's roll, or are you all about it?
6: They're going to score on anyone as long as they're healthy. The the, the biggest concern I have with Colorado long term is what happens when inevitably an offensive lineman gets nicked up or someone on the defensive line get picked up areas where they are not deep at all. Like that's the one thing that I'm curious and I'll wait until later in the year when maybe some of these numbers don't fully adjust for some of the injuries that they may have had to, uh, to get involved in Colorado. But, but I, I think tomorrow it might be like kind of, kind of a, maybe a team total under game or, or an under game as a whole, but I, but there's going to be no secrets here. Uh is going to run Jeff Sims probably 20 times or so just to try and keep Colorado's offense off the field. So I think that would kind of lean towards it being probably a lower scoring game, clearly than what we saw last week in Fort Worth. But, but I I just wonder if Nebraska ultimately will be able to uh, put up a bunch, but that's the thing about last week that I I need to try, or not me only, but other people need to kind of compartmentalize like TCU should have scored 56 in that game. They had the interception in the end zone and then the unbelievable play by Hunter near the goal line, like, like, the Colorado defense has major issues, and so maybe just Sims will just run rush out over them, and they, and they will go over. But I can't lay two and a half with Colorado after knowing what the number was earlier. And, again, that number is basically inviting you. Oh, Colorado, all they need to do is beat this terrible Nebraska team that scored 10 points on the road at Minnesota last week. They just need to beat them by a field goal after they scored uh, 45 points last week. Easy, easy deal. Home opener, everyone's going to be fired up. Like, I can't go there with Colorado. I, it, it, it would be Nebraska or pass for me. But the thing I do like the most is the under here. Okay.
3: Uh, likes the under the most, that number right now at 59. And real quick then, last 30 seconds here, Chris, uh, talking to the Bear, Chris Felica. What was your, because we didn't get a chance to talk about this, what did you, in the wash, what did you come up with with FSU and LSU? Was it FSU's dominant performance in the second half, or is it the, what could have been in the first half for LSU?
6: I, it, it came out more towards the FSU dominance because I, I think what we saw in, in the second half with Florida State cleaning up some of those idiotic penalties that they had uh, in the first half. And I think we really saw that defensive line. I remember I was texting with you and Will during the game and, and I was texting someone else as well. And we and talking about like Florida State, like the defensive line was supposed to be dominant and they played it in the, that, that way in the second half. And now you look at the ACC with Clemson struggling, like the, the Knowles, I think, are a legitimate uh, national title contender now for what we saw. And so, look, people talk about Johnny Wilson all the time. Keon Coleman is the best receiver on that team, and that was an absolute coup by uh, Mike Dorgal and his staff to get him in the portal of Tallahassee.
3: All right, Chris Valica from the Bear Bets podcast at Fox and all things sports betting at Fox. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it, man.
6: You're welcome, guys. Enjoy, enjoy the happy hour.
3: <laughs> Jason Weigart from Under a Cloud of Smoke on MLB next. A numbers
2: game on VSEN, the sports betting network.
3: Nobody knows football like VSEN, and now's the time to become a VSEN Pro subscriber. Only VSEN Pro subscribers get all the tools to prep for both college and pro games every week. Our picks page recapping all the best bets from guests and hosts throughout the day in one convenient place. This season, we have a top VEASAN experts leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. And our betting splits lets you know where the money and bets are moving for every game. The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings betting data every five minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Skill Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin live from Bar Canada right here at the D in downtown Las Vegas. Just a couple more tweets here at Beating the Book. Sports betting guy regarding Dr. Bob's ASU play. ASU had a big weather delay at halftime and played in a dust storm in the second half. Once play resumed, this definitely impacted their performance in the second half. I agree. They're being overpunished by the market. And then uh, Tim Lawson at The Better Life, he said that off-mic split in bets was amazing. So shout out to you, Kelly Bidlin, for your creativity. We there.
4: had to uh, make sure everybody was awake in the D, okay? Oh. And that uh, I think that I think I, I think I got everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sigma Derby woke up a couple people. Yep.
3: Sigma Derby, uh, I'm headed after the show today to uh, San Francisco. Gonna watch a little Giants baseball How tonight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're heading out, town yeah, this weekend. A little Oracle. Okay. Bar- no, I'm coming right back in the morning because so I want to be here in <laughs> front of my TV before Colorado plays. <laughs> I'm serious.
4: I am with you. You brought it up with Chris right there. Yeah, I am, I'm not sick. To, I'm not of sick Talking of about that, I yet. will Are continue you me?
3: as long as they keep winning. I will continue talking about it for sure. Uh, Jason Weingarten comes to us from under a cloud of smoke. Talk uh, Major League Baseball and beyond. His football thoughts as well. You can follow him on Twitter at Spreadopedia. How you doing, Jason? What's
2: happening? Good morning. I uh, I was up in the middle of the night for a bit. I bet the. Uh, the canada serbia basketball game what you I bet went to sleep and i just uh, i bet on serbia because oh. they were the dog but uh you just I just woke up. up wait
3: wait walk us through this you just you you wake up in the middle of the night randomly you didn't have a thought about betting this beforehand but you wake up in the middle of the night and you say to yourself self you know i think i should place a wager on serbia is that how that goes
2: no, kind well, kinda. I I I woke up. I fell asleep early after you know football and after the the Guardians Angels game and everything. Yeah. So I fall asleep. wake up, um, and I'm just kind of looking at, at different betting stuff, and I see that the uh, the line of bookmakers is like five and line or the lines uh, four and a half bookmaker. It's five. Some other places, and you know I know it's the middle of the night, so it's not like anybody's in the office paying attention to where the line's going or anything so um yeah just made a little bet and then went back to sleep after the game so that was nice but by the way i saw the
3: u.s just lost yeah they just lost too so you have a serbia germany final who could have seen, seen that one coming by the way the uh, the, the book that you referenced um have you noticed a slowdown in functionality lately have you noticed that at all
2: i have not okay not, maybe not just on my end okay
3: all right what were you gonna say i'm sorry about serbia and germany
2: uh, who could have expected Germany They were 11 point us was 11 point favorite what losing to Germany at basketball is that yeah it's not allowed
3: we're not supposed to lose in basketball like that it's really it's a, it's a travesty no. Travis sham mockery is what Stay, it was very much so. yeah um let me ask you this so I I look up at the standings this morning in Major League Baseball the Giants haven't won a game in September they've lost six in a row much of that has been offensive anemic uh Uh, offensive anemia from them. They've just been terrible on offense. Yet, they're still only two and a half back in the NL wildcards. Then I look at a team like the Padres. I'm like, well, certainly the Padres have closed the gap. Nope, they're still seven back. Like, it's just, it's amazing how poorly or, or how no one is really distinguishing themselves right now in not only that race, but then you have the issue with the uh, the Rangers who are falling behind further in the NL West and are a half game on the outside looking in in the wild card race in the American League. First of all, do you think the Rangers end up making the playoffs or not?
2: I think the Rangers are just having a disaster of a stretch run here. It's uh, it's looking all of a sudden like, yeah, they they can not make the playoffs. As crazy as that is to say, it's, it's actually you know on the table
3: it is it is crazy that it is on the table as they limp in trying to get to uh, to their season win total the NL uh, we talk Cy Young a lot this week obviously Spencer Strider just had a awful outing and it feels like he is donezo who do you Who? what's your instinct should Snell be the favorite Snell's gotta gotta face the Astros here Um, shouldn't it be Justin Steele who's plus 165 would you make a bet on Justin Steele now
2: I took a little bet on Justin Steele. Um, I mean, I did it myself, I think, at four and a half to one. Um, Here, I'm a little less likely to bet him at plus 150 or whatever he is now. I do think Snell has a chance to, you know, really get himself in some trouble tonight or really. He can also kind of push himself ahead of everybody else. Well,
3: that's true, too, um, right? That's the flip side, yes. He does have that opportunity.
2: I, I lean towards the, uh, the getting himself in trouble more than, you know, yeah. kind of putting it away tonight myself. But, uh, no, Steele's kind of one of those guys. I have two thoughts on that. One, if you had given me 25, you know, pick 25 guys before the season, I wouldn't have come up with Justin Steele in any of my 25 Cy Young picks, so that's very much out of right field. And the other thing is, I'm I'm curious to know. I don't know if books will admit it early or not, but I'm guessing that because Justin Steele wasn't uh, wasn't an early favorite, he wasn't popular, that they stand to make a lot of money on the NL Cy Young uh, race, especially with all the Strider money they've taken, yeah, you know, in season. So, I'm, I'm curious to know if this isn't a profitable market for them this year.
3: Probably so. Probably good logic. What did you end up playing today on a day that starts with a day a game with a lot of uh, playoff implications between the Cubs and the Diamondbacks at Wrigley?
2: Yeah. Um, I actually ended up betting that game. Uh, I bet on the Diamondbacks yesterday. I bet on the Diamondbacks again today. I think I got minus 112 to get Gallon on the mound. Um, and then later on, I got, uh, got the Guardians, Guardians minus 129 against the Angels. Let's see the Angels. They could win two games in a row. That that game was really what upset me yesterday. I did well on the football game. I gave most of it back on uh, the Guardians losing that game late. I was very upset about that last night. Oh, wait a minute. You know what? I went to bed before I saw
3: the final on that because, wow, the Angels did come back to win. I didn't even see that. I uh, says so the Guardians took yeah. the two to nothing lead late. Yeah, Angels win it three to two.
2: What a what a bad bullpen year it's been for the Guardians. They just they have not been able to get out of their own way. And they've just a bad you know for for a team we're talking about the Angels how bad everything's been. Guardians almost have the same record and have played yeah. just as poorly for a team we thought was a playoff team.
3: It really, by the way, that exercise of like seeing what teams' records are actually close to others is pretty eye opening, right? The Padres. 66 and 75 um just by comparison the pirates are 65 and 75 and the mets are 64 and 75 it's just like yeah they're they're terrible at baseball it's just not happening we, we have people like as recently as two weeks ago who are like i don't know the padres can still make a run and you're like nah no it's not happening dude it's really not happening what else not did you, what else yeah. did you bet today that was those were the ones. Those are uh, those the ones you bet. That's about it. How about football?
2: Yeah, you know, there's not much. What about week one? Not much football today. I got I got football this weekend, obviously. Yeah. What did you bet? Um, let's see. Well, I obviously bet Colorado. Um, I mean, obviously. Who, who didn't bet? Who did? <laughs> who didn't bet Colorado this weekend? <laughs> Does anybody not have a bet on that game at this point? Uh, apparently, Doctor Bob and Felica
3: don't. I don't think they had one, but I I did. I got. They don't
2: have a They don't have a player there on Nebraska.
3: Uh, for Chris said Nebraska or nothing but I don't think they have a play uh, he liked the under more than anything but I, I was with you uh, I know Fezzik did the same but we all did a bunch of like how quickly could we bet Colorado last week and, and I got huh. the exact same number that exists today by the way I got Colorado minus two and a half then not to mention Heisman bets. Yeah, I mean, that I
2: made. It, 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 cer- it certainly worries me that the market has has stayed around two and a half or three, but, you know, I'll, I'll bet Colorado one more week. I actually love Texas. Texas plus seven, Ooh. especially if you can get minus 105. Okay. I know this is a good bet because I looked at it and I was like, oh, man, Texas seven. I That's, a, that's terrible. And then I looked at it and I was like, oh, no, actually, that's not bad. Um, I, I could tell by my initial reaction that this is a really good bet. My. My initial hatred for this bet means it was—it's a really good bet. So
3: you like Texas plus the seven against Alabama as your big college football play? Did you, yeah. Did you make any Week One NFL plays?
2: Uh, I got the Broncos. I, I used a bunch of teasers that give me some Broncos exposure. Uh, beyond that, I, I really do not like to bet Week One NFL. I think historically, it's—it's it's been my worst performing sport by week 100 100
3: and that's the biggest thing that we can impart this week right it's like you know I, i say it sort of flippantly i say none of us knows a damn thing right like that's my my line what i what i really mean by that is we might know some stuff but there's a bunch of stuff inevitably week one of the nfl we learn how wrong we've been for a month and a half talking about this so i'm with you on that
2: i mean None of these teams, none of these teams are bigger favorites than Team USA. It's just lost. I think they were minus 600-something. They just lost Germany this morning. You know, like Baltimore Ravens minus 450 is the biggest favorite you're going to get this weekend. Any, any of these teams could win.
3: Any given Sunday, especially the first Sunday of the year. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it, man. Pleasure. I'll talk to you later. Jason Weingarten at Spreadopedia is where you can find him. Uh, Kelly and I will be back. We'll wrap things up. I'll repeat my picks, my contest picks for this weekend. And Kelly never got a chance to give his. That's next. Numbers Game. VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
1: to start
3: listening
2: a numbers game on v the sports betting network it's
3: been seven months without an nfl game till last night it's crazy But good thing that's over. NFL's here. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. It's giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers get $200 in bonus bets instantly. When you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game, download now and use code Vegas to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. That's code Vegas, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Live from Bar Canada at the D, downtown Las Vegas. Um, this was our first week here, and uh, just want to thank uh, all of you for uh, sticking with us through all the, perhaps, the background noise and the music and that kind of stuff. We appreciate it. Oh, and the crew
4: working hard, incredibly working hard, hard to make it sound and look as good as possible. Yeah, and
3: wonderful people
4: at the D who have helped us out, both yes. behind the book and security and everybody. been Trell absolutely D-Train train behind That's us. Right. And been absolutely incredible here all week. So yeah. thank you to everybody involved.
3: Um, how many times have we heard TLC? No Scrubs this morning during the Twice, show. Twice,
4: but I wanted at least two more times. What's your favorite TLC jam?
3: No Scrubs. Is that the only TLC jam you know?
4: No, no. Uh, don't go chasing waterfalls. Was that one? Waterfalls is one cool. too. That was okay. a good
3: one. Uh, the correct answer is Baby, 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 and the remix of Diggin' on You.
4: No, you're, wrong on, you're yeah. wrong on both. You're no, wrong on both. They're
3: two correct. biggest hits. or they two best songs? No, it's incorrect. It's incorrect. Um, before we get to uh, your football plays and our repeating mine for the nfl this week i haven't even mentioned this is how great football season is is that it's so all-encompassing and there's so much to talk about both pro and college that i haven't even mentioned tennis yet this morning um we hit our over yesterday in the coco golf carolina mohova match Uh, mohova was uh absolutely clutch when we needed her so that got over so uh big up to all who uh, rode on that today I struggled with a play and ultimately didn't play anything. Um, but it is the men's semis state. By the way, besides, Coco Goff ended up winning that match, as you point out yesterday. She heads to the final. And then in the nightcap after the football game, what I don't know match. if you turned I was, and watched. I
4: watched it, yeah.
3: I mean, Sabalenka, Arena Sabalenka lost six love in the first set. I mean, it looked like Keys was going to roll. Keyes was up 5-3 serving for the match. And to meet Coco in the finals, which would have been Madison Keyes, second ever slam final. And she, I don't even want to say she gacks it because Arena Sabalenka just dominated from that point forward. That's the way I took it. Yeah, It was
4: a little bit of both, but Sabalenka was
3: damn impressive they both went to tiebreakers and Sabalenka dominated both tiebreakers one to seven and the second set and obviously to 10 in the third which is all how final sets and slams are now decided so it's Sabalenka against Coco golf in the ladies final uh the uh the line currently on that is almost a coin flip Sabalenka is a slight favorite minus 119 Coco minus 102 coming back um I'll have to crunch that one. I don't have a play in, yeah. but as far as today is concerned, I
4: saw that number last night. my My initial reaction was I thought Coco would be would be the slight favorite.
3: Well, Sabalenka has the better long term. Like if you go back a year, right, right. Sabalenka now the new number one after Ego was number one. against Sviatek for seventy five straight weeks. She's got the long the, the better longer term hardcore numbers. But this is the summer of Coco. Yeah, she yeah. won in D.C. She won in Cincinnati. She has looked spectacular uh, in this. This is her second slam final as well, and Arena Sabalenka trying to win her second slam of the calendar year 2023. As far as the, is the men's semis today, like I said, uh, it, it's Novak Djokovic against Ben Shelton. It's Carlos Alcaraz against Daniil Medvedev. Alcaraz is about a minus 385 favorite. Djokovic is, uh, how can I put this, a minus 1429 favorite, something like that, against Ben <laughs> Shelton. The, the total in the Djokovic-Shelton match is what I was interested in. It's 32. Like, you never see a Grand Slam best of five at this stage, typically, especially, with a total of 32. Because essentially what you're saying is, this guy's going to beat the other guy in straight sets, meaning Novak Djokovic is going to beat Ben Sheldon. If you go under on that, um, because you're thinking, okay, 6-4, 6-4, 6-4 is a baseline. That would be under. It was 31 and a half. It actually got bet up to 32. So my thing is, my instinct was to go under and make a play But his little voice in my head is just like, I don't know. Ben Shelton's serve is sort of the great equalizer, and he could have himself a set.
4: I was just going to ask you, like, do you think, because I guarantee you, I'm trying to find it right now, I guarantee you there's a way
3: to bet that. On DraftKings, like for him to win a set. Oh, there is. You could you could bet him set plus, spread or whatever. You could have yeah. him plus two and a half. Okay, if okay. you wanted to, but I'm also not prepared to bet that because if you told me Djokovic won this six four six one six two, I wouldn't be surprised either. So yeah, I stayed away. In the
4: Shelton plus two and a half plus one fifteen.
3: Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people will bet that hoping that hoping that Ben Shelton can uh, unleash you know multiple 149 mile per hour serves and and win a seven six set. Um, It's all possible in the end. I stayed away from both of these today, Um, but should be a great ladies final. And yes, it looks like a collision course once again between Djokovic and Alcaraz this weekend. And that's the beauty of tennis again. Tennis calendar gives perfect way now to the NFL season. It's a a gorgeous thing how they set that up. As far as the NFL, let me just repeat my picks and we'll get to Kelly's as well. These are my five contest picks that I believe I'm going to play. Although, yeah, I'm going to stick with these on the contest. I have backed up all of these with bets um, in the account already. So these are not just contest plays this week, they are also bets. One, uh, I took the Ravens minus nine and a half. As soon as it ticked below the 10, I took the Ravens. I'm not of that group that feels like the Ravens are gonna have a down year. Um, I think they're just going to play Ravens football. Minus nine and a half is the play against the Texans. And yes, a lot of these fall under the category of week one. Let's see what happens. I'm okay laying that number. Steelers money line plus 110. Reasons I've stated already. I think the Steelers, just on memory, uh, the Malcolm Gladwell blink, how they perform in week one. T.J. Watt's going to make a big play. Uh, they're going to get it done on special teams. And I think Brock Purdy, he had a lot of turnover-worthy plays last year, even when the Niners went 7-0 and with him. yes. Nick Bosa's back. How many snaps will he get in this game? He might be on a pitch count. Um, The Niners offensive line is weak. I took the Steelers money line plus 110. Broncos minus three, laying the points in the elevation against the Raiders. Sean Payton's debut. Eagles minus the four, as we've talked about ad nauseum this week, on the road against the Patriots. And the Cowboys, Kelly, might be my favorite play of the week. Cowboys laying three, minus 120 juice. At the Giants Sunday night, I uh, I am low on the Giants. I went alternate season win total under, and I think it starts here. And I'll repeat what I said earlier: Cowboys. If you're that good, you should win this football game. It shouldn't be yeah. a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's
4: uh, okay. I'm so glad you ended right, ended with that game, and ended saying what you you're saying because I think that's like the week one bets I have are really my preseason convictions that yes. I, that, that there are teams that I'm aligned against. They're going up against teams that I don't think are going to be as good, and their teams I'm betting on that I'm pretty high on, I'm really high on for the entirety of the season. I haven't bet the Cowboys yet, but I do think I'm going to add that. I was wait, I was waiting for the threes, yeah. uh, the three to show up, and I know they've been there. You you had one twenty, yeah, um, nice one twenty juice. Yeah. Like I see a one fifteen right now. I I guess I've been getting a little greedy, waiting for a, a flat three at some point, but I, I know they've been out there. I'll probably be adding that as well. I agree with you. I think it's a. That's when I'm I'm comfortable, and if Saquon Barkley has a massive game somehow or whatever, and the Giants pull that off, good good on them. I just I, I don't see it, and I'm I'm really high on the Cowboys this year. And like you said, if you're that good of a team, we'll go in and win that game yes. in Week One. You should be able to do that. Um, other bets that I did make, and um, these are all I guess yeah, four of those are contest plays for me, and then I did actually end up. Uh, with the Lions, the contest play last night. I got rid of the Bills. I know Matt, for br- you. Matt brought that up earlier, right. but yeah, ended up going with the Lions last night. So, yeah, one to know in the contest, undefeated in the contest. Bill. Let's end, end, it end it now. Let's end it now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the other ones for me, Seahawks. I bet this a couple times. Uh, I laid five, and I laid five and a half again yesterday. A lot of
3: Seahawks conviction yeah. on this show today. This yeah. is
4: my this is my favorite bet bet of the week. Again, when we're talking about teams. That we're high on. This is the fourth NFC team to me. You brought you kind of said that about the Lions earlier. This is the fourth NFC yeah. team to me is Seattle. Um, I do think they're gonna be uh, you know, I think they're gonna be good again this year. And I think this Rams team is walking in as a dumpster fire. I think there's problems on the defense as Matt brought up. And again, I'll go back to that, that Kelly Stafford thing. That was weird to me. Like and it's
3: You really I, are stuck on like, that. I'm yeah. stuck
4: on that a yeah. little bit. Like, and I think there is, I think you can get in some of these locker rooms where what have we seen out with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets? You and I were laughing about this in July, where he's going to every sporting event in town. He's spending time, though, with coaches and the team and stuff. And you're, you're hearing Matt Stafford's wife talk about how he can't connect with these young receivers and stuff. That's a concern for me heading into a season. I'm not gonna like, oh, I don't want to overblow it, but I think it's a small factor that, that should that's concerning with already a team that I don't expect to be very good. So Seahawks, I really like this week. Um, and then the other two, Eagles, uh, laid it. We've we've talked about that all week. But yeah, that's just a, a Patriots team. I don't expect to be all that great. I think the Eagles are going to be really good again this year. I'll lay the points. Um, and then Jags. Jags with the Colts. Um, understand what Drew said. I know Matt hit on it a bit, too. I think Anthony Richardson... I think he could be in for a big year. I don't mind a rookie rookie of the year bets on him either because you're not going to bench the guy ever. You're just going to let him go out there and there's a lot of time it's going to turn into backyard football with him, I think. And that might burn you once or twice, but I I don't think it's a good conventional way of winning a lot of games. So Jags minus four and a half week one.
3: Listen, NFL Megapod, the Beating the Book of Megapod available. Steve Fezzik, our guest with Will Hill and Todd Wishnev this week. Uh, I'm super humbled by all the downloads. It is such a great episode. I recommend it to everybody. And then Monday... We will do guessing lines. I'm going to do recaps. I'm going to guess lines. We just won't have Chrissy here. Uh, Kelly will give a consensus one, but there's no way I'm replacing Chrissy. But, yes, we will do it on Monday. Good luck with all your bets. Enjoy from Visa. The Sports Betting
0: Network Best Bets is next.
1: to start listening.